thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to another edition of 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. My name is Marcus Pierce, and I am here with one of my best mates. He is the co-founder of The Wellness Couch. He is one of the wellness guys. He is a chiropractor. He's a naturopath. He is Dr. Damien Christoph. How are you, Demo? <laughs> good, MP. It's so good to hear your voice. I know you've just been away on holidays and had a nice little break away, so welcome back to Melbourne Town. Oh, look. Away in Byron for 10 days and then back to the beautiful uh, sideways rain and 12 degrees of Wonthaggy and Inverloch, Victoria. It's a uh, rude it. awakening is an understatement, that's for sure. Yes, it's a shower lying down, It's uh, but, but standing up at the same time. <laughs> it's tough and cold, but uh, you know, it is nice to have you here. We're talking all things healthy and well with regards to ageing and we've got a great topic today, don't we, mate? There is, we have a, a, a super topic. I was doing a talk yesterday uh, for the local Bass Coast Shire and um, I spent 45 minutes talking about the perception of ageing and, and what impact it has on our health. And then I was thinking about um, you and I doing 100 Night Out and I thought, well, Damo is just, he's 40 and it's under, under a couple of months today, Damo. Um, you're almost 40 and, um, and I, yesterday I was talking all about the perception and our feeling of our biological age and what impact that has on our health. We know my biological age is actually about, I think it's 30.7 at the moment. That's my biological age, even though I'm turning 40 this year. So the, we need to make that distinction, I think, is really important, MP. So biological yeah, yeah, sorry, age versus chronological. Change, change chronological. Chronological. Because yeah, so many people get hung up with the number of candles on their couch, on their, couch, on their cake. And we'll just talk about the couch, right? But uh, so, you know, <laughs> how many candles are on their cake versus how many years are in their body? And uh, there's a very, very di- big difference there because you can be anti-aging in your approach to life and longevity as opposed to counting candles. I think it's the counting candles that we're going to talk about today significantly affecting people's mindset. Yeah, well, I might just share a story kind of as to how, because this this whole perception of aging, you know, concept is really what triggered my love affair with uh, with aging well. And um, so maybe for the first half of the episode, we can talk about just the, the power of perception. And then we can talk about, like you say, Damo, the whole difference between chronological and biological age, because that was really one of the the major foundations of Downsize Me, wasn't it? Yeah, it was big time. Yeah, we're obviously yeah. looking at weight, but we consider their aging processes. Yeah. Well, in terms of perceptions of aging, there's a great book out there called Healthy at 100 by by John Robbins. And and on the second page of the book um, is the reference to a study that was done at Yale um, by a lady by the name of Becca Levy. And uh, they they interviewed over 500 people um, of various ages um, asking questions, very simple questions, but questions along the lines of, "As as you age, you become less useful. 
And it's a very simple question with a very simple answer. And what this study found was is that the people that had a empowering perception of aging, so the people that agreed with the statement that as you age, you become, you know, they, they agreed with, uh, they disagreed with the statement. So they actually believe that as you age, you, you maintain your usefulness or you even become more useful. The people that had a positive perception of aging actually had a lifespan of seven and a half years more than people that had a negative disempowering view of aging ah. which for me is, is it floored me because there was no reference to blood pressure cholesterol genetics exercise diet lifestyle um, anything all it was was literally a belief yeah a belief yeah. system based around um, answers to a set of questions all around your age and your value to the world and that made me think as a you know as a former journalist that made me think far out you know the message that we are spreading in the media uh, you know when we read it in the papers and we watch it on the news and we're re watching our current affairs shows and we're you're on the internet and all the rest of it we have a very disempowered view of what it is to age in this country and not in just in this country in the western world we do not like the thought of aging. We have an anti-aging industry. We don't have a pro-aging industry. Or we have an well anti yeah. yeah, we have an anti-aging industry. Mm. And that's all been born out of this desire to stay forever young. We're, these days, we're now youth-obsessed. But if you only turn back the clock 50 years, um, there was a love of aging. We used to wear... Uh, white wigs I mean the legal profession still does we used to wear white wigs to make us look older and to gain respect women used to wear bigger clothes that made them look older to gain respect um, when people were growing up they would always um, they were revered uh, it was revered to to look after their grandparents uh, as they aged to house them in the same home there was no concept of a nursing home it was all about a privilege um, and a humbling experience to have three four generations under the one roof but in this day and age that we live in almost the complete opposite um, true, true. and a lot of people forget or almost just don't realize how unconscious our beliefs about aging are now we turn 30 and people are saying well it's all downhill from here people turn 40 and they say it's all downhill from here people are 50 and they wish they were 30 and people are 40 and they wish they were 20 and there's a lack of um i suppose presence but it's not uh, not to make victims out of anyone here but it's almost it's not our fault in many ways because we've never been taught to actually appreciate the aging process we've always been taught that to age to age is not a great thing yes that's so true. we need to almost go, hold on a minute, aging well is awesome. Yeah. Aging can be great. The rest of our lives can be fantastic if we just make the decision to not buy into the stereotype that we're presented with on a daily basis, which again is easier said than done, yep. but we have to be resolute. Otherwise, just look at the studies, look at the research. If we don't have an empowering view of aging, we are going to die earlier. That's so and true, so true. So, yeah, so, you know, with you coming up to 40, I know many of 40-year-olds out there, they wish they were 30 or they wish they were 20, you know, and if they're 50, they wish they were younger. But I thought, you know, we could maybe discuss, Damo, a couple of the, you know, um, a couple of the benefits, you know. If, if someone out there is 50, well, you know, what are the benefits of being 50 instead of being 30? Mm. Well, you know a lot more. Far out. 
you know, I think about what I, you know, I often reminisce well, about being Well, let's ask you, you're, you're almost 40. Like, what are the benefits of being 40 compared to being 30? Well, there's this, uh, there's a different sort of calmness. There's a calmness that kind of comes over you. It's almost like it's a degree of certainty. You have a, uh, like a knowing, a sense of knowing. You know a lot more than what you did 10 or 20 years ago. And I think because you know a lot more, um, you tend to get ruffled less or you're a bit quicker with your decisions. Now, I know, MP, I do get ruffled, I do. Um, but at the same time, um, I probably have, uh, I suppose, a more directed tolerance to different things. And I just don't tolerate stuff like I used to in the past. I go, oh, no, give them a fair go or, yeah. you know, just hang out. You know, it, it can all be good. I just go, you know what? If that's the way it's going to be, then that's the way it's going to be and just move on. And so I'm less likely to carry baggage around from other people. I just, you know, keep on moving. So I think that's a learned You're less thing. sensitive, in, in other words. I just don't want to keep everybody happy. You know, yeah. and I used to be the kind of guy who said, oh, you know, it's got to be a good outcome for everybody. We can just move on and we'll all be good and we can all still hold hands and we'll all still be friends. But I think as I move on, not that I'm more cynical I just go well, you know what there's no need you know they're either in or they're out let's let's yeah. just keep on moving so I yeah. kind of go just let's move on and I wouldn't have done that 10 years ago 10 years ago when I was 30 I was like oh you know we've got to how do we all keep on being friends and still catching up well you know, yeah I, yes. I just don't anymore you know <laughs> that's so, it I don't, I don't uh, your friendships are like stronger like I find much stronger that yeah, you've got. You might have less friends, but you've got better friends. Yeah, I've got great friends these days. Well, not that I didn't have great friends back ten years ago, but you know, the people that I want to spend time with these days um, offer me a whole lot of value, and I offer them a whole lot of value as well. You know, as opposed to just some kind of comradeship that you you kind of get when you're in your thirties or your early thirties yeah. or late twenties. Okay, now Jackson is uh, is he twelve or thirteen? He's thirteen now, isn't he? Thirteen, turned thirteen okay. the other day. So that means 10 years ago you had a three-year-old running around. So yeah, yeah. the difference between 40 and 30 from a parenting, uh, I know the difficulties are always still there because it's part of being a parent, but would you say that being a parent of a 13-year-old at 40 versus being a parent of a three-year-old at 30 is, you know, do you find that easier? I probably don't want to say. but uh... <laughs> Oh, look, I, I've, I've loved parenting the whole time. I reckon the most challenging part of parenting was probably from the age of two, three to three. Like, that was the toughest time in parenting so far. You know, I'm about to approach those teenage years or I'll approach those teenage years. So I, I have some degree of expectation of the way in which that might pan out. But... Um, I, you know, I'm hopeful that things go really well, but you do, you know, I suppose you just you got to wonder. But I don't know if it's any easier or any harder. It's just that I, I just see things through different eyes these days. You know, it's, they're wiser eyes than what they were ten years ago. Yeah. So, what do you think are some other benefits then of being forty um, as opposed to being thirty or even twenty? If it, if something else comes to mind. Well, I think one of the things that you tend to have is you're a bit more secure in your career. So, you, you know, you're not just starting out like you were like in your 20s, you're just starting out in your 30s, you kind of, you know, you found your feet and now you're trying to prove yourself and show people who you are. In, in your 40s, you've got that solidarity. You kind of know, okay, this is what I'm doing. I'm really good at this and this is where I'm heading. And then yep. it appears that by 50, you're kind of like one of the gurus and you're, you're, a, <laughs> you're a grandfather. Oh, by the time one. You're, you know, that's right. Yep. You're, you're kind of Yoda when you're in your 60s. Um, <laughs> and, and people go, you know, you must know so much. And it is amazing. I look at my grandfather now, who's 94, and the stuff that he knows, I, you know, he's probably forgotten more than what I've actually learned. And uh, and it's because he's, he's he's been around for 50 more years than me. Yeah, and this is what I was saying at this talk yesterday. I was saying the generations below those, the baby boomers, but more the baby boomers' parents, 
the generations below our baby boomers' parents, our grandparents, they're aging worse. They 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 are not aging well. There's yes. teenagers out there at the moment that are sucking at aging well. Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> Well, you know, they've got high blood pressure, high cholesterol, and diabetes. Yes. You know, and a lot of people out there would actually think that that those three things are age related. Yeah, it's there's uh, a perception out there that those three things are age related, but they're not because they're there's not. young kids out there with them. Did you read this morning that there was a two and a half year old that just had bariatric surgery? Oh yeah, youngest person ever to have a uh, a band put on his stomach. It was an obese two and a half year old. I guarantee you, it's not that kid's fault. It's the parents' fault. Of course it is. Terrible, right. terrible stuff. He's not going to age well. He'd be lucky to make twenty years old, and because uh, he'll die. And I suppose that's you know part of the message is that aging is not just for people forty plus, fifty plus, sixty plus. People in their teens need to be aware of 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 aging well. You could almost just call it living well, couldn't you? Yeah. Um, yeah. But, um, you know, there's a, there's a few other things that I think of, Damo, like, you know, I'm 32 with two young kids and I think of traveling, um, you know, traveling is, is more difficult, uh, shall I say, with, yeah. uh, with two young kids. Yeah. But the experience of the travel is very different. Like, I'm not out on the gas every night yes. like I was when I was 20. <laughs> uh, like, the last time I was That's at right. Byron Bay, you know, I was there with all of my mates from school yes. and I didn't see any of Byron Bay. I saw plenty at night time. You were wearing um, linen shirts. I oh, know. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And I and I saw Nimbin for a day, and that yeah. was an experience. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, but, the Nimbin um, market. That's it. But um, um, you know, as a parent, uh, as you know, as a 32 year old with young kids, the the Byron Bay experience is very different. Mm. But I might, if I could be sitting here going, oh, I wish I had the carefree days of when I was 20. You know, I wish I could go out more. Um, you know, at Byron, I went out to pick up dinner one night, takeaway, and Byron town was buzzing, and I was like. You know, in my earlier days, I would have been like, this is awesome, you know? And there was a part of me that's like, this is awesome. But I, I really, I had to go home um, to the family. But there's, you know, and then I'm thinking of other things about, you know, um, when you're in the 20s, you've got less pressures and less responsibilities. But then on the flip side, well, it's like, well, do you really want that for your whole life? I think we go through moments, don't we? Especially when we're busy and pressure and there's a lot going on where we kind of sometimes wish just for five minutes we didn't have any responsibilities. That's true. No, and some people could... still like that. You know, I, I know people in my age group, probably maybe four or five years older than me, that still want to be 20-something and can't... It's almost like they don't want to grow up because they're scared of actually getting old. But there's a difference. You know, you can grow up and reach certain levels of maturity without getting old. And, and my and, question is, Damo, yes. I know I'm cutting you off here, but why are they scared of getting old? And I think it's because they've it's bought perception. into the stereotype yes. that getting old is not a cool thing. That's it. But that's getting it. old is a cool thing. We just have to communicate all the benefits of getting old to people. Yes, that's true. But yeah, go on. Sorry, I interrupted you. No, well, it, it, there's a big difference between maturity and aging, you know, and so you, you can mature very, very well. And as you mature, that's a mindset thing. That's a uh, it's a lifestyle thing. It's the things that you do. It's the decisions that you make. It's your behaviours, your language, all of those sorts of things. Those those things improve with age, which is maturing. That's why we call a wine that is matured. It tastes great. Cheese that's matured feels fantastic. Meat that's matured is gold. Um, but stuff that's been aged kind of just doesn't. Aged is weathered. It's uh, something that hasn't been you know used well, and uh, and so maybe it's we need to change that languaging about it's maturing. like rusted yeah it's, it's rusted yes yeah. it's it's um rustic 
what's and, and you, know, you know what's that pine <laughs> that pine you know the, the the pine that's all bashed up with chains on it sort of stuff to get that sort of age and rugged look there's, yeah. there's that sort of thing you know perceived around aging there's a difference between maturing and aging but they can often get quite confused it's a great concept Damo it is you have got wisdom to be talking about these kinds of concepts that's for sure the other one then as, as you were saying that I think of um, the in the workplace when someone says oh he's been here for 40 years you know he's got a lot of experience well it's like well he's been here for 40 years so he's been here for a lot of time but doesn't necessarily make him good well we definitely see that in the workplace for which sure. is which like, is a bit of a similar concept isn't it yeah and there's the other thing too that sometimes being in one location for a long period of time can be a bit of dead wood like that may not be that good to have been in one position for a long period of time because you haven't wanted to grow and that whole thing about maturing is all about growing well um, and you might just get old in a job and in fact that uh, that job can come become become quite ancient uh, and not good yeah, well, can I ask you another thing which which seems to have come up quite a bit in our um, interviews um, and this is the actual reference to our age. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when we spoke to Tommy Hafey. Um, I saw him this morning. Oh, good work. Was he running? Was he swimming? Or was he doing push-ups or sit-ups? Well, I was riding, <laughs> I was riding down through to St Kilda uh, just before I got a flat tyre, mind you. And, oh, I, uh, and I saw Tommy. I went, g'day, Tommy. He goes, g'day, boys. And he'd, he was walking down. It was freezing. It would have only been about eight degrees. He had his top off walking down um, the promenade in, in St Kilda. Uh, uh-huh. I presume he was walking to Brighton because uh, that's where he does his swim, right? So Was there anyone else walking with their top off? Just Tommy, just Tommy. <laughs> and he looked unreal. Jeez, he looked good. He's, uh, he looks good fantastic. Yeah. But but you know, we asked him. You know, like you know, what does it feel like? You know, to be in your to be in your eighties, or do you ever think about your eighties? He says, I never think about it. Mm. You know, Ruth Frith, one hundred and three. She never thinks about it. No. Nah. I remember when we spoke to Don Riddington the other week about yes. crossing the English Channel. You know, like, do you, do you ever think, oh God, I'm sixty eight. Can I do this? No, don't <laughs> think about it. He doesn't look sixty eight, by the way. He's yeah. he's, uh, he's a, a he's young a looking sixty year old. Yeah. But they they don't they don't think, oh my gosh, I'm sixty eight. I surely I can't swim the English Channel. Mm. Or Tommy doesn't go, oh my gosh, I'm eighty two. Surely I can't wake up at twenty past five in the morning and go and run seven k. <laughs> That's but right. How many people do you know? I mean, you're in practice every day, Damon. How many people do you know that say, oh no, I can't travel over to Europe. That, that, that one hour, that one day, you know, flying. I'm I'm in my fifties. I can't do that. Well, less right, more and more now. Like, I can't do that. Yeah, well, see, you know, I, I, as I talk, I go around and do lots of seminars and presentations. The uh, the older group of people that are turning up to my presentations and coming to my practice are going, you know what? I want to harness these years. I don't feel, I don't want to feel old, and I feel really good, and I want to continue to feel really good. So I don't see those people as much anymore, MP. I used to when I first started out in practice, and I was, you know, a young whippersnapper, twenty something years old, yeah, you know, twenty four, twenty five years old. Um, yeah, I would see someone who's 40 and I go, oh, you know, 40, it's pretty old, you better go get your prostate checked. And uh, and now that I'm there, I'm going, oh my gosh, you've got to go get that digit thing. But I'm thinking that, uh, you know, people these days that I see have a more positive outlook on their than years of life than what they would have say 20 years ago or yeah, know, yeah, for sure. Ago. It's just different now. It's different. Yeah. 60, uh, 60 years old 20 years ago, I think was a bit older than the 60 years old these days. Yeah, for sure. So I, I suppose just to finish up on this whole perception and discussion of, of aging and the number mm. is just to, you know, if you're, if you're really at, at a time of your life where you're really 
don't feel in love with your chronological age, just sit down and write down all the benefits of being your age compared to the age that you think you would prefer to be. So if you're 30 and, you, and you're really wishing you were 20 or if you're 40 and you're really wishing you were 30 or 50 and you're wishing you were 40, just write down all the benefits of being 50 um, compared to the challenges of being 40. And yeah. I bet you pretty darn quickly you'll feel good about the place that you're in. And there's always that great quote um, that it's not a quote, but it's just a story of if we all sat around a, a campfire and we all wrote our problems down on a piece of paper, uh, and let's say our age-related problems down on a piece of paper, and we all um, uh, put them into a pile and we saw what everyone else had written, yes. um, we would take ours back pretty quickly. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Everyone would always take theirs back and deal with their problems compared with everyone else's. Much rather have my problems. So, um, you know, in terms of your perception of your age, just realize we've got it. Where we are right now is exactly where we need to be, and we often just need to see the blessing in that. Yeah. Um, Damo, yes. uh, my faux pas at the beginning of the podcast has kind of just um, opened up an opportunity to talk about the difference between, you know, and this might be something more for, a, for another episode, but we've only got a couple of minutes left. But can you just give us an insight into, you know, the difference between chronological and biological aging? And I think it's probably important that we give this due value in another, another episode because we are almost towards the end. But can you tell us, you know, the difference between chronological and biological and what we can look out for? Yeah, sure. Here's the thing, MP. You can measure your age in two ways, um, I suppose, using numbers. Uh, one is by the number of birthday candles. In other words, that represents the amount of years in your life that you've uh, celebrated an anniversary. And so that's your birthday candles. And many people judge their, um, their success in life by the amount of things they've achieved given their time frame in their life that they've been around. So that's your chronological age. Your chronological age defines the number of years that you've been around. The success by which you age, or the success by which you uh, exist and mature, is defined by your biological age. So the way in which you're aging, in other words, how well your muscles are keeping, how well your fat dep deposits are, how healthy your bones are, how efficient your kidneys, your heart, your lungs are, all of those sorts of things define your biological age. And your biological age represents uh, I suppose uh, a number or the number represents um, how many more years you've got extra up the up your sleeve or in your belt um, compared to how many years you've actually been alive. Now there are some people that are let's say 30 years old but biologically they're 40 years old so they're aging around you know, t 10 years faster or whatever that would be, that would be 30% faster than what their birthday years are coming around. So they're aging rapidly. That would be inappropriate. You'd expect that from someone who drinks a lot, doesn't exercise, eats poor food and might be a smoker. Like you'd expect those sorts of things or doesn't have purpose, is depressed, on drugs. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you yeah. get that. Um, the person who's aging well or maturing well is the person who's 30 or 40 or 50 or 60 or 70 and is aging 10 or 20 or 30% slower um, biologically than their chronological aging. And so that's defined by how much muscle they've got, how much fat they've got, how much purpose they've got, what their blood pressure readings are, all those sorts of things. So all the things that you can measure, we can actually determine your biological aging process. And if you're younger biologically than you are chronologically, then you're doing a really good job at successfully maturing. So do you just look for any improvement? If you're 50 and you've got a biological age of 49, are you yeah. happy with that? No. Nah. So well, you, you I mean, you're happy not you as in Damien, but if you as a, as a naturopath with a, with a patient, are you saying that's not good enough, we need to get you down to you know, 45 or 40? Where does it stand in the, in the um, health professional world? 
I would say that's a good place to start. At least you're not aging any faster. You're aging at the same rate. So if you age at the same rate, then you expect to die when everyone else would die, which is the kind of the na- the national average. Like that's what seventy nine for a man, eighty three for a woman in there Australia. I can't believe guys still haven't got to the eighty point yet. It's just that's amazing. But uh, that's what you would expect. You wouldn't expect anything different if you're aging at the same rate at the years that are coming by. Now, if you want to do better than that, then you want to be um, biologically younger than what your chronological age is because then you're going to defy the average you're going to defy uh, what would be expected based on your chronological age what's the best result you've seen oh there's this guy he's 50 at the moment and uh, and biologically he's just ticked into 41 he was, he's 52 I think 52 he ticked into 41 the other day and he was so disappointed that he was 40 something <laughs> um, you know, but I think that's really good. You know, he's actually aging 20% slower than what his uh, his birthday is coming around. I think that's outstanding. Um, at the moment, I turned 40. I turned 40 shortly, and I'm 31. So I'm doing all right. I'm, I'm aging. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm aging at around 25% slower than what um, than what would be expected. So I'm okay, happy. Okay, so with that. I know I've never had this done on myself, demo, mm-hmm. and I know lots of other people listening. Go, I really want to know my score. <laughs> <laughs> um, if their if their brain is wide anything like mine, yes. Um, so, is it only through naturopaths, or is it what's the way to to have this kind of testing, this biological age testing done? There's probably three groups of people you go see. There's your naturopath, there's your chiropractor, and your integrated GP. So they they'd be the ones, um, and they use a piece of equipment called uh, BIA. So it's uh, bio impedance analysis or vitality, longevity, and anti aging assessment. So um, they're, they're the things that you would actually you know, look for. So you're looking for BIA from a practitioner, whether it be your integrative GP, your naturopath or your chiropractor, that's what they've got to have. Great. Well, Damo, this has been a sensational episode, as they all are, let's always, be honest. Always. We enjoy it thoroughly. But uh, we've run out of time on this edition of 100 Not Out. Remember, folks, we'd love to hear your feedback. You can provide it in any number of ways, but the best, as always, is to go to our website at www.thewellnesscouch.com forward slash 100 Not Out. Also, if you've liked this episode, then please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and also check out thewellnesscouch.com where you can view the entire range of wellness podcasts available, including that number one show, The Wellness Guys. So until next week, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. Hi, Brett Hill from That Paleo Show and The Wellness Guys here. Well, the Facebook buzz after the Wellness Summit has just been unbelievable. Deborah said the summit was inspiring and empowering. Jen Fellows said she learnt so much amazing information that she thought her brain was going to explode. Well, hold on to your hat, because if you miss the summit, guess what? We recorded the entire lot so that you can have the summit in your living room forever. So to order the Wellness Summit 10 DVD home study program for just 197 bucks, simply go to www.thewellnesscouch.com and click on Shop. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter, The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.